0: is bonnie violet and in case you don't know where you're at you are at dragon and spirituality um tonight we are doing our ninth episode we will be interviewing lexus Sexis. um before we get going with that i would like to um take a moment to thank glide for hosting this event um and allowing us to get to get uh these narratives out into um out into the world and um Yeah, I wanna thank the Glide Pride team for supporting this event as well. Um, And um, this is a free event, um, but we would love it if you feel so inclined to make a contribution to the Transgender District. Um, You can look to the top or the bottom of the Facebook conversation here, or if you're watching on some other platform, um, you'll see close a link to get to the Transgender District click on that and go to find their GoFundMe page and uh, make a contribution of a $1, dollar, $10, $100, whatever you can do. Or if you just need to learn a little bit more about the organization, uh, check it out. It's the first legally recognized district of its kind and it's located uh, in the Tenderloin of San Francisco. Um, so check it out. Um, also, um, for those of you who haven't been here before, um, throughout the conversation, feel free to um, ask questions of our guests um, by placing them in the comments below. And um, as I am able, I will um, bring those questions up uh, to Lexis. Um, also, um, I need to like take a deep breath and not be so anxious, right? I think I got everything. Oh, also um, you can feel free to t- um, tip Lexis as we go throughout the night. This is kind of where a spiritual space needs drag space. So feel free to tip along the way and, um, I'm going to go ahead and introduce uh, Alexis Sexis. so um cp3 or c i I should have asked this before cpiii or cp the third is an international performing artist songwriter and empowerment coach his mission in life is to help you awaken to the love light and brilliance that already exists within you Um, cp3 I want to say CP3, uh, recently released a pop soul EP and plans to release a neo-folk soul EP later this year. His music, artistry, and spirituality continues to evolve as he continues to grow. You can follow his journey on his website at music.com. Here is Lexus Sexus. Hey, love. How's it going? Hi. <laughs> that just got me teary-eyed. <laughs> it was, it's so beautiful. There's so much going on there. Tell tell me about it.
1: Thank you. Um, you know what was running through my head watching that? I haven't watched it in a while. And, you know, for so long, I didn't think of myself as beautiful. And watching it was like, that's That is beautiful. I am beautiful and it's a it just remind me of all the work that I've been doing recently of just self-acceptance and self-love and it's just like really brought a lot of tears to my eyes Um, but that that song I love so much and it's just about persevering and continuing and fighting and keep going and pushing yourself to be uncomfortable because self-love when you haven't loved yourself is uncomfortable (laughs) Right. And, I, and I just keep going and wow.
0: It was such a, so beautiful and almost like such a subtle strength, you know, like movements were so calm, but so powerful. It was just very, very well done. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, thanks again for being on the show tonight. Um, I'm really thrilled to have you here. I remember the first time I met you, um, gosh, was it maybe around a year ago or left? Le- yeah maybe a ride around a year maybe give her a month or two and you made me feel like the most beautiful girl in the world you really did you were just so so i just met you and then you said so many nice things about me and i just (laughs) (laughs) but it really meant a lot to me i was new to stuff and feeling so nervous and it was just really really super helpful
1: um, I totally remember meeting you too. And I just felt a deep connection with you as soon as I met you. And I mean, not to mention you were absolutely gorgeous, but yeah, I could tell. I've lost the beard since then, but. Yes. <laughs> still the
0: same girl. I haven't. I, right. Yours. <laughs> so, to tell us a little bit. I like to always start kind of like when you were young. So, I'd love to hear a little bit about kind of like um, how, how it was like for you growing up.
1: Yeah, sure. Um, so I grew up in the Bay Area in Oakland, California. And um, growing up, I felt very isolated for many, many reasons. I, I think I had a decent childhood, but I definitely felt isolated because I was black and gay. And so there, there was a lot of conflict within each community group that I was a part of. And mm-hmm. so I... And I always... I always asked these really really big questions. Or at least they were big to me at the times, like like who am I? And like like weirder questions like like who am I? Things about God, like really really big existential questions, I guess we can call them. And I never really got like answers that satisfied me when I went to church. I come from a Baptist family. I was told that being gay is an abomination. And that I was going to hell no matter what I did. And so in my kid brain, it was like, how, like, I think that I have a relationship with God and I, I think that God loves me. So why would God make me something that there was nothing that I could do to, to make it to heaven? Like, like, and so like, I just really didn't agree with that, Um, which is lucky. I guess there's some people who do agree with that and then it's like leads to so many just terrible things yeah Um, it's
0: definitely something we hear a lot of like that kind of challenge of feeling so good and feeling like you're having an experience with God or whatever but then the church or other people are like no girl that ain't working
1: yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) absolutely and I'll never forget this my my mom one day randomly i don't know i don't even know why she brought this up but she said you come from a baptist family like you know our ba- baptist is our religion but um you can believe whatever you want to believe mm. it's really interesting i I've, I've remembered that and i tell this story often but i've never thought about why why did she feel the need to say that mm. something i need to ask her right. um, but that really um Took a lot of the that that baggage off of me. I was able to explore different religions, different spiritualities. I felt free to ask those questions, and it was still understood. I, at least, I still thought that who I was wasn't okay with everyone that was around me. So I still had to, this feeling of isolation. But in my mind, my imagination like was just completely opened up especially in that conversation was a really big part of why it opened up in the way that it did
0: mm-hmm. when you were um when so when you, was that like like high school age and stuff and is that when you Oh no, a-
1: this was oh. much much younger, this much younger middle school maybe maybe fourth grade mm-hmm. really really so- young because at the time I still didn't like I didn't I didn't use the word gay, but I I didn't I knew that I didn't like girls, and I knew that I had a crush on my best friend in second grade, and mm-hmm. but I never was like oh like I'm gay, and um, and so I really a funny story in I think fifth grade we had sex ed, sex education mm-hmm. for the first fifth time. Fifth grade that's like progressive. Yeah, it was it was real <laughs> early, yeah. but and and we were like. In my in my head, I was like, oh, like, I haven't hit puberty yet. So when I hit puberty, then I'm going to start liking girls. And right. and that took another um, weight off of my shoulders, less baggage. Then I was like, okay, so I'm probably going to end up liking girls eventually. So now I can just, I get, like, I'm off the hook. I'm off the hook. And then seventh grade, when I did hit, pu- hit puberty... Unfortunately, I did not like girls. I liked boys a little more. <laughs> um, and, and that was really a dark time for me. And until I just lay down in bed one day and I was like, I am gay, I'm gay, I'm gay. I said the words to myself and it took off this, uh, yet again, another layer um, of this baggage. That might be a theme for this conversation, I've never phrased it this way, but there's levels of baggage that were released based on certain understandings that I found out about myself, about other people, and about the world. And for that time, when I confessed to myself that I was gay, um, a huge layer fell off. But then what was interesting was I put on this mask, I was like, okay, so I'm gay, I know that, I know that that's not accepted. So now I can pretend to be something that I'm not.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. And that's when I started getting friends and it, it was very interesting. So right after you came out to yourself, did you kind
0: of come out to the world too? or
1: I didn't. No, I, it took me a little over a year to come out to a few friends. And then when I went to high school, um, the reason why I chose my high school is because we went on a field trip there and they did a play, The Laramie Project, and they had mm-hmm. a gay flag raised in the quads. And I was like, that's it. This is my high school. I'm going to this high school. They like my people here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah. And did, uh, so did you leave church at that time or were you in any sort of spiritual... We
1: never like we were super off and on. Like we never went to church on a consistent basis. Um, So, at that time, the high school that I went to was a private school, a Catholic high school. Um, We would have mass sometimes. My family wasn't going to church at the time, um, which. Like this idea of spirituality in the form of deep questions and deep research, like spending hours online. That was always a part of my life. Um, But we weren't going to church at that time. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. And then and so um, so then you finished high school. And what was next? Then it was college and (laughs) college and partying and Um, I studied musical theater, Mm -hmm. so um, singing, acting, dancing during the day, drinking, smoking during the night, (laughs) having lots and lots of lots and lots of different experiences. I moved to New York um, for college, and it was just like a completely different world. The school that I went to was like, it looks like Hogwarts. It was so beautiful. Yeah. Um, and it was a really an amazing time for me to start to find out who I am and um, express myself in a way that I hadn't um, been able to before because I was living at home. Um, yeah, but also there was a lot of, lot of drinking and, and at that time what was interesting about that is that I lived this whole life asking all these questions and then... Around right before college, I made the decision that love was the most important thing and that as long as I spread love, that as long as I spread love and I'm doing something that I love, everything is going to work out for me. Everything is going to be perfect. I'm not going to have any heartbreak, any failures. And that's just not what happened. And (laughs) um, (laughs) and but at that time when I went to college, I kind of stopped asking the questions. And in a way, the answer to at least what I thought was the answer to a lot of these questions was the bottle and was the next, um, any of the drugs, any and all of the drugs, basically. And was that, I mean, was
0: that a good time for you? Did you enjoy that time of your life?
1: Sarah Lawrence was one of the best times of my life. It really was. College was incredible. I learned so much and, um, yeah like I I think it kind of just like went like both like there was darkness but there was also light and just like it expanded vertically both at the same time um Uh and it really didn't start um things weren't causing me to change until after college so college was really a wonderful experience got you
0: and then so then after college is that when you came back to the bay area or did you what'd you what'd
1: you do after that Well, my dream was to go and be on Broadway and, um, but, which is interesting. So like, that's my dream. But in reality, after college, I wasn't going to auditions. I wasn't, I wasn't singing. I wasn't practicing. I wasn't getting involved with the community. I stayed in New York for, um, two and a half years after college. And the only thing I basically did was work a job that I really didn't like and drink every night. Mm-hmm. So that's, yeah. <laughs> so you didn't make it to Broadway <laughs> yet. Yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So. And, and then I moved back home because mm-hmm. I was just a mess. I was a mess, like a complete mess. And my roommates, they were like, we're not doing this anymore. And I I was, I came home for a few days and my roommates were like, yeah, we're moving out. We're not doing this. And then instead of having them move out, I came back and was like, you know what? I'm going to move back home. And there were other reasons. Like I did miss my family. Um, I have a little brother. When I first went to college, he was five. So I felt like I was missing a big part of his life. Um but the main reason was i was just a complete mess so right. i packed up all of my stuff i i went back to new york within two days i quit my job i packed up all of my stuff six years worth of stuff mm-hmm. shipped it and like got on a flight a flight with my with my cat and that was it. That's it huh? and how long ago was that that was in 2014 that's when i came back to the bay area Okay. All right. I was. I'm like. I keep
0: thinking you're so young, and then you're adding all these years, and I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) got got some years on her. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. A little bit. You're still
0: young, but. (laughs) 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 Um, So, uh, so when did um, Lexus come into play?
1: Lexus is Mm -hmm. real new. Lexus is probably around the time that I met you. Okay. I my first time doing drag was in. 2018 i believe and it was for a musical actually priscilla queen of the desert Mm -hmm. and um it's about two drag queens and one trans woman who crosses australia in a bus to find and meet one of the drag queens um son It's Ah. a really really fun musical it has like all this disco music and dancing and um when i played that role that was like the first time i ever did drag and it's so funny because i thought i put on some powder foundation and like a little bit of blush and maybe some mascara and that was it <laughs> right <laughs> what what character did you play What i played adam um felicia okay so it's the 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 young sassy one who God. who does the, oh. the thing on the shoe oh
0: her yeah
1: yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> I've
0: I've seen the movie. I've never seen it on stage. I'm sure it's I'm sure it's amazing.
1: It's so fun. The movie's great too, but the musical is like five times the amount of music, and there's tons of dancing.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. And so after that, you did drag, and then like, did you always think? Did you think you'd want to come? Did you think you'd ever come back to it, or were you just kind of done? Well,
1: what was really interesting about it. So how I was saying that when I finally accepted and confessed to myself that I was gay in seventh grade, I put this mask on that, um, where I pretended to be something that I wasn't. Mm-hmm. And, and even though I started um, finding more and more of myself and accepting more of myself and finding out who that was through college and then after college, it really didn't hit me until... During Priscilla, when I did drag, I always wanted to do drag. And during that show, it was like the character itself was a super free character. He was himself unapologetically all the time. And as Adam and as Felicia. And and to to really own that from an actor's point of view was so freeing. And to and i often say this that like i never like i feel so empowered when i um perform and when i do drag it's like it's that much more and it was this this um experience of releasing the divine feminine in me that i had never really got to experience before and it was just so overwhelming and so amazing um mm. And I was able to, for that whole year, I played um, lots of different roles, um, drag. Um, I was extremely blessed to have this amazing role as a trans woman um, in The Legend of Pink, which was um, set in Oakland back in the day. Um, I did Priscilla again. And, and then after that was when Lexus came out right, for a huh? performance. <clears throat> How'd you come up with the name? Well, you know that, you know, the, the one that's like, it's your, 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 your first dog or your first pet and then your childhood um, street name. Mm -hmm. So the street I grew up on was Sextus and my first pet name was Midnight. So I was going to be Midnight Sextus. um... And I was like, I just can't, I can't (laughs) do it. (laughs) So, so we, I don't even know where Lexus came. At first it was like Alexis Sextus. Lexis sextus. And then um my drag mom, Bobby Friday, was like, How about you just put Lexis Sextus? And I was okay. like, hmm, I kinda like that. And so that's who she is
0: today. That's great. Yeah, I think at first I thought it was like Lex like 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 a but kinda short. You know what I mean, mm-hmm. and then I thought, oh, it's like Lexus, like the car, maybe. I I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go with that. <laughs> go with that, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, like, what's been uh what's been the I guess the biggest challenge for you with kind of getting into the drag scene or,
1: or beginning to do drag? Hmm. <laughs> That's a good question. I think community, um, Mm -hmm. lack of community for me personally, I live in Hayward right now. And the, the bit of community that I've kind of started creating is all in San Francisco and Mm -hmm. I'm not in San Francisco that often. And I, I, I don't get to do drag that often either. Um, so I really do think that it's the community and also like the practice. Like I think I've gotten a lot better but, like, mm-hmm. I can always get so much better if I was doing it a little more often. Mm-hmm. Even, like, my drag mom. She's in San Francisco. I don't get to see her that often. Or the family. Um, and that's becoming um, clear to me the importance of community and the family. Mm-hmm. You
0: want to tell us a little bit more about what it's like to have a family? Like, how did you get, how did you get a mom? Did she, like, pick you up at the school? store somewhere or like how did (laughs) (laughs)
1: that kind (laughs) of um it was at mascara um one of the performances i think it might have been maybe my third performance outside of a musical um i can't even remember what i performed but it was really fun and and she was like oh you're fierce you should be my daughter and i was like okay i think you're amazing she was like okay great (laughs) and she was my mom i love it yeah she is so fierce she's so fierce she's so amazing that she is yeah um
0: what i mean guess what does a what does a mom do for a daughter
1: you know i feel like it's probably different for everybody um show them the ropes show them the ropes like makeup wig how you do this, how you do that, how you present yourself. Um, Yeah. I mean, because I feel like, and I don't like, this is could definitely be something that still goes on today, but like that sense of like, Oh, we live in the same house. Like, you know, like I imagine that that still happens sometimes, but that hasn't been my relationship, but yeah, just like support and guidance. Mm-hmm. Someone who's, Who's been doing it for a little bit longer than you and can maybe have some tips for you. Right. What would you would you have
0: any tips or suggestions for maybe people who are considering doing drag?
1: Hmm. Have fun, for sure. Watch some YouTube videos. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's how I learned. <laughs> YouTube yep. videos trying to copy people is wonderful. Um yeah I and find some people who support you who love and support you um, and who want to see you shine and and being okay with failure, being okay with the speed bumps' because it's not gonna be perfect and it might not be cute when you first do it right. but <laughs> but um keep going if it's something that you love.
0: Mm-hmm. You when t- I
1: first put when I put some foundation on my face. I was like, "Oh my goodness, what is th- <laughs> like, oh, oh right. what is this?" You know. <laughs> yeah,
0: I never feel I never felt more beautiful until I started doing drag, but I was so scared to do it for so long. Yeah. Um, so, what is your um? What does your spirituality look like
1: now? Spirituality is everything. It's. In everything that I do, it's—I mean—I mean—it literally is everything for me. Um, how can I put more words to that? It, spirituality is—is is this concept that constantly is shifting it's morphing and it's merging into something and it's becoming something else. And it's looking a certain way. Mm -hmm. Um, and that changes from moment to moment. Um, my spiritual practices change often. Mm -hmm. Um, spirituality can be this right now Mm -hmm. being in a conversation with you. Um, Spirituality is within me. It's within you. Um,
0: Have you, have you gotten to the place where you're asking the questions again?
1: Oh my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) All the time, all the time. Um, Earlier I said that I didn't really get answers that I, that I connected with. or really agreed with um, for most of my life until I got sober when I got sober, I started getting some answers that I was like, mm, like that feels right. Mm-hmm. That feels like there might be some truth to that, at least for me. I think truth can be, you know, whatever, like reality is, um, could be something completely different from me than you. and right. um, But there were certain things that started, started making sense to me. And so I'm, some of the questions, my questions have moved sometimes away from like, what is this? What is this? Why is that? Why is that? To how can I help someone today? Mm. Um, How can I experience more joy in my life today? Mm. How can I look at this differently? How can I accept this? Can I still love myself? I just did this thing. Can I still love myself? Mm. I'm not where I want to be. Can I still love myself? So my, I feel like as I've expanded as a person, um, and my questions have expanded and shifted into not necessarily more important questions, but perhaps more fulfilling questions. Um, But at the same time, I'm like, asking questions of, I want to have these spiritual experiences and like, like mystical and like metaphysical experiences. And I haven't had them. And I'm like, well, like, when do I get to experience those? So I definitely have moments like that too. Yeah. Yeah. seems like maybe the answers are a little bit more, you're open to having more ambiguous
0: answers. I think curiosity is such a big part of like spirituality, but in a lot of, I felt like growing up, I wasn't taught like questioning something or being curious Mm -hmm. about something was like the way to do it. You just, this is the way it is. So just like, just accept it or whatever, instead of like asking the question, I guess, or being curious as to, well, why then? Or
1: whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, it's interesting. That just makes me think of, I, I, I feel like, when I started really accepting myself and loving myself, there was a lot less clutter in my head. There was a lot less negative thinking, but just thinking in general, and that kind of automatically opens you up and you become a little, or I became a little more curious. I wasn't such, I wasn't so motivated in trying to achieve these things the way that I wanted to achieve them. Um, because I found some kind of acceptance and that opened me up to letting life, seeing the lessons that life were giving me at the time. There's a, and that's kind of like around the idea that I was saying that spirituality is everything. Like there's a lesson in everything. Like if I'm open and aware um, and accept that there might be a lesson here, um, usually I could, it's, quicker for me to see it and to actually, um, get a benefit from that lesson. Right. I'm going to go ahead
0: and go to our first question from the audience. Um,
1: Ah.
0: Reverend Marvin is asking, can you talk with us about being a vocalist coming into voice in your drag work and how do you balance singing and
1: lip syncing? Interesting question. So, There's two parts. When I, when I perform and I lip sync, part of me is like, this is so much easier. Who, I could have just been doing this the whole time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then another part of me is like, I, I really want to sing. I really do want to sing. Um, so I guess with the, the video, when we opened up the show, that video... Is probably the closest merging of me as a vocalist and me as a drag performer, because the style of music that I'm I'm really going towards as a vocalist is similar to um, Laura, who's the um, the artist of the song that I was performing, and. And I really, I'm, I'm super interested in creating transformative experiences for the audience. Um, healing or some kind of reflection or some kind of um, opening, some, a deeper awareness of something within yourself. Um, so really everything that I do, empowerment coaching, the music, all that stuff is to create a transformative experience for you. Mm-hmm. And and as i'm leaning more into that i'm i'm expressing that in all the art forms and just really all parts of my life um so it's really it's storytelling it's like how how am i telling this story and how is the audience seeing this story is this having the desired effect on the audience that i want it to Um, and this also goes back to, um, musical theater, um, about storytelling and to a certain extent we have no control of what, of what the audience is, um, seeing, um, and so like I try not to let it consume the whole creative process for me, but I do keep it as a part of my intention is to serve in whatever way that means for that audience. Um, Yeah, And so what, I guess, what kind of propels
0: you or motivates you, gives you the energy to go in that direction?
1: The joy that I experience, I experience the connection, the spiritual deep connection I get to experience when I'm performing and letting that guide me. And also the deep, deep, deep desire of every single time that I figure something out or I have this amazing experience, I want to share it with somebody. I'm like, because I feel like when growing up, there wasn't, I didn't have these experiences. I didn't have, I didn't understand these things, and I, and no one told me these things. And so when I experienced it, I'm like oh, I got to tell, tell somebody. I got to tell somebody. I got to show somebody. I'm like, and so it's, that is a huge motivator for me is that like, life is good. Life can be good. Life is amazing. You are amazing. You are brilliant just as you are. There's nothing wrong with you. You're you're perfect. You're, you're perfectly imperfect is what I love to say. And... I didn't know that for so long and that's why I teared up at that the videos because I I really believe that like I'm perfectly imperfect and that I'm okay and that I am lovable and that I am worth it and that I can do this. I just quit my job last week and obviously there's like a there's nervousness and there's hesitation and everything, but aside from all that, like the foundation that's at my core is that I know that I'm worth it and you are too everybody is worth it and so the the deeper that I feel that the 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 more intense the desire is to share that with somebody else right when did that trans when do
0: when were you able to I guess transform things into that perspective Mm -hmm. what kind of did that
1: for you took a lot of work a lot of work um nine to five (laughs) absolutely 24 7 more like (laughs) i i i had a lot of negative thinking there was a moment in my life where i realized that i thought i loved myself but in fact i just loved everybody else i didn't love myself and so i and this was around the time when i was sobering up and i was like if i don't figure out how to love myself like i'm gonna be doing the same shit a different day so I needed to figure that out. And I was like, well, what does that, what does loving yourself even look like? And it's like, oh, like people brush their teeth twice a day. They Mm -hmm. don't talk down on themselves in their head. They treat other people nicely. They show up for themselves. And it's really, Um, it's like, what do you value? And like, are you living up to those values? Because when I live up to my values, that creates more confidence and more self-love within myself. And so I was doing those things. And probably the most important practice that I started doing was, um, with my negative thoughts. If I have a negative thought, I immediately replace it with a positive thought. If I say, you're not good at that. I may not be good at that, but I'm getting better and better. Like, um, maybe you shouldn't wear that it's okay. Can I still love myself? Can I still love myself? Such a great question. Um, mm-hmm. And just flipping those negative thoughts to positive, just constantly. And I'll never forget the first time that it happened automatically. I, I was at work and there was this guy who I thought was, I had this crush on. And sometimes he would come into the office and he'd say hi to me. And this one time I could hear him outside of the office and he he didn't come in and he left and my negative thinking started. It was like, like oh, he doesn't like you. Why would you ever think that he likes you? You need to be a hot boy in San Francisco. You need to be this mm-hmm. hot white boy in San Francisco. That's literally the thoughts that happened in my in my mind. And automatically without me having to manually insert a positive thought, it was like, immediately it was like you're just fine you're perfect just as you are and it's okay if he doesn't like you and it just like brought tears to my eyes because mm-hmm. it was the first time that I felt like I had my own back like and yeah. ever since that moment I'm I'm like I have my back like I like I am not going to talk down to myself if I catch myself doing something like that immediately it is I'm switching that up and that practice has kind of erased a lot of those negative thoughts it's i keep it positive up in here Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) after that first time does it did it get easier or it got a lot easier it really did yeah but it the most important thing about that practice is consistency 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 as soon as you have that negative thought switch it around and then it got it got a lot easier Mm -hmm. it did And just doing things like, uh, you know, I I feel like it's really, if I think about myself and where I was and I'm, and I was told this, I can see, I feel like I, it would have been challenging for me to see that actually making a difference. But I, it is my promise to you that it it does, it, it does help. Yeah, I feel like I find
0: myself doing a lot of those things that people told me to do all along. <laughs> and it was yeah, like, right? And now I've become that girl and like I feel that much better about myself and I care less about what others think. And like, yeah, this stuff, it's wild how we fight mm-hmm. that. At
1: least I do. But, you know, we, we we go through what we go through and we go through what we need to go through. Um. Yeah, I. It took me a long time to get here and I'm so but I'm so grateful for all of the all of the negative things that had happened in my life. The the isolation that I experienced was the mm-hmm. biggest blessing because all I wanted to do was conform and just be just like everybody else mm-hmm. and like that was literally impossible for me to do. And I'm so grateful for that because now I am who I am. And I can be of service to people who are just like me. That's the yeah. greatest gift of all.
0: Definitely. Um, so so what's next for Lexis?
1: Woo! What's next for Lexis? Hopefully she's performing soon. <laughs> <laughs> yes, performing. Um, I mentioned earlier, empowerment coaching, she's a coach. All right. She'll help you get your life, <laughs> um, and music as well. I'm working on an EP, um, a neo soul EP. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Where where does Lexus fit into all of that? Right. She may have to do like a, like a um, a five song video performance of the EP mm. and release it. Right, she just might have
0: to. There you go. Will she live it or will she sing it? Ooh, time will tell. <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, all the best singers listen, too, even to their own stuff. This is true. This is true. You know, everybody yeah. got their bad days. Right. So <laughs> do you feel like, um, I was curious, do you feel like um, CP3, which you did tell me was the correct way, right? Um, and mm-hmm. Lexus, um like, are they the same? Are they separate? Like what's their relationship to one another? Hmm. Are they just dating?
1: Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I really don't know. I think my instinct tells me that they're that they're separate. Well, what's interesting is cause like I I think of sometimes I think of CP3 as like the Sasha Fears to my Beyonce and I'm just be I'm just Beyonce and right. CP3 is Sasha Fierce but if CP3 is Sasha Fierce then who is Lexus right you know maybe there's just a uh, I think I think maybe CP3 is like the earthy version of me and Lexus is the fire she brings the okay. fire gotcha
0: yeah I was like, maybe the the divine, <laughs> the divine. Yeah. <laughs> mm. <Right?
1: laughs> She's like, she, I feel like the intention with CP3 is so deep into that whole experience of trying to create a transformative experience for the for the audience. Mm-hmm. And in Lexis Sexis is like, yeah that's great but sometimes we just need to have some fun and sometimes uh, we just need to slay it <laughs> right <laughs> add a little, add a little lev- levity which, yes absolutely which,
0: which it sounds like i mean i feel like i really identified with like growing like it sounded like you were like maybe having levity has been a challenge throughout your life um, oh totally you know, that's at least that's what i heard i was hearing myself in your story in that aspect mm-hmm. like i've had a really hard time just having levity with things. I always want to like, I don't know, ask the questions and know like everything has to mean something. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: I so agree with that. And it's something that I struggle with all the time. I think when we talk about acceptance, I think I've accepted that I am just like so hungry for knowledge all the time. And I am, I can be very intense and very, um, focused on what I want and the kind of experience that I want but it's also like like girl like sometimes you just gotta like chill out like go for a walk like just Mm -hmm. don't look at your your goal list (laughs) today like have a little fun go hang out with friends
0: Mm -hmm. you were you had mentioned earlier um joy what what
1: brings you joy singing Singing brings me so much joy. Makeup brings me joy. Um, I love to roller skate. Hmm. Hanging out with people. We're going to have to roller skate together sometime. Yes. (laughs) I love it. You
0: can put on our set.
1: And dancing. Dancing is like my joy. Yeah. Dancing and singing. Those are like the first first two things. Things to it,
0: yeah. Um, Yeah. I want to open it up to do any... If there are there any questions in the audience tonight, feel free to go ahead and ask them. We, we have about 10 minutes left of conversation about. Um, so if you have any questions, now is a really great time to ask them.
1: Yes, I am an open book. Ask me what you will right. I will answer. Ask and you shall receive. <laughs> you might get some interesting answers. <laughs> yes, I just might surprise you. Right.
0: So are you, are you close with your family?
1: I am. I'm really close with my family. Yeah. I live at home right now with my mom, my little brother.
0: So you're really close. close. We're real close. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I was supposed to, Lowell Clark wanted to know about dating. What about
1: dating? What about dating? Oh, um, I'm, I'm open. I'm available. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right. (laughs) I, I am single, have been single. Mm -hmm. Um, so I I came back here in 2019. I left to go to Thailand for two and a half months in September 2018. The first week, I met this guy who was from Israel, and we really hit it off. And he was like, oh, you should just come to Israel. And at the time, I didn't have a job. I didn't have another show lined up. I was living at home. I was like, well... Sure. Okay, so I moved to Israel for six months, and that was the last relationship that I was in.
0: Oh, right. It and that, was,
1: how long ago was that? That was. I came back. I came back a little over a year ago, July, Ju- June or July last year is when I came back. Yeah. How so? How is shelter? How How
0: is the shelter in place in Miss Rona? How is she? Uh... Wreaked
1: havoc. Lo ro ro. She has ruined everything. <laughs> um, yeah, it's interesting that I I finally like a month before COVID, I had this little thing going on with this one guy, and um and I and having that experience, I was like, oh, like I think I'm ready to date again. Like I think I'm ready for for a partner, not just like fun and flings and stuff like that. But, like, I think I'm ready for, like, a deep, intimate relationship. And then COVID happened. And I was like, no, you're not. That bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you still have some more self-reflecting to do, as does the whole world.
0: <laughs> right. Well, and, and has that also been... Has has there been some positives to this time for you? It's,
1: yes. Absolutely. <laughs> um, I feel... That oddly enough, like it's a lot of terrible things have happened, but in my own personal little corner of the world, it has been probably the best time of my life ever. Mm-hmm. Honestly, the the amount of reflecting and um, just the opportunity to be creative and to um, I've I've had a lot of things going on and I've been having a lot of help from. Um, I have my own coaches. And so, like, I've grown as an artist and as a business person so much in the past mm-hmm. few months. And I I don't know if I would be at the same place if COVID hadn't happened. Um, I feel like I'm able to be so much more of service now um, because I took the time. And then with all the other, like, Black Lives Matter movement, all that stuff that has happened recent, even more recently, that really caused me to pause and be like what and do that reflection again like what do I want to do like am I being of highest service by being in this job right now and the answer that I kept getting was no it's not and life is short life is long life is whatever it is but it's the time is now right and it's time for me to step up into the role that I really see myself playing. Um, so it's like, bye.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, 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 again, totally relate to that. I, I quit my job as you know, similar thing. I felt like shelter in place, like in a lot of ways, just caused me to like really be like, girl, what's important. What's not. And like, yeah. what do you want? And like, let's make it happen. And I've had more of a positive Personal response to it. I, I kind of wonder. I personally feel like there's a huge psychic shift that is happening on the globe, Yes. yes. And I wonder if there are certain. Pe- I've always believed that there, that part of my purpose was to be one of them, one of those people who are in the right place at the right time and do the right mm-hmm. thing in order to create a huge shift in yeah. which begins to create a world that is a little bit better for more of us. Um, Yes. And I I feel like this is just like, I feel like this is a glimpse into that time. And it's like our time to like do what we need to do so that again, we're going to be in the right place at the right time. Cause it's still going to be, I think it's still going to be really painful for a while, but yeah, Mm -hmm. that's what it's going to
1: take. Yeah. And the thing about that is that there's always darkness and there's always light. And I think it's so important to to witness others and ourselves as light like we are the light and and that light never goes away um sometimes it's covered by darkness within a person but that light is always there and the more that we as light workers whatever you want to call us like The more that we're there and we're just shining by being ourselves, the more that's helping the planet. But that's also helping other people um, who may not see that otherwise. Yeah. I keep thinking about like even just like my little brother. Like I want so much for him. I really do. I want him to just have like the best life ever. But I can't control him and I can't manipulate him, and I can't words don't teach only life experience teaches, so the best thing that I can do for him or anyone else is to live my best life as authentically as possible and let my light shine as bright as possible, so yeah. it can just touch as many people yeah, I think it
0: causes people to believe that it's possible for them yes. if it's possible for you it's possible for them and maybe then I can I can try to let a little bit more myself out because I really feel like yeah the light is it's in us it's here we just have to reveal it yeah Yeah. and I think people like you and I we want to help people
1: yeah right and that's that joy that you were talking about too is that like it it doesn't have to be so serious like I like me just being happy and smiling and joyful like when I show up is that's enough like that, you know? that's it just walking down the street and heels and some yes.
0: great stuff in it. and strutting <laughs> and everyone's in their life i mean that's yes. spiritual shit i mean that's lifting it spirits, is literally it is um yeah that's why i love that's why i love drag and i really believe that like drag queens have been in all, in, in some ways spiritual like leaders for our community for so long they've lifted yeah. our spirits they've raised money to take care of us when we were dying of shit and we were getting beat up and like just yeah. so much that um drag queens have done and and kings and and um mm-hmm. gen, like non-binary uh, i want to yes. call royalty um th- i mean yeah. there's so much the community does for us
1: mm-hmm. yeah, so and there's just that 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 self-expression through mm-hmm. drag it's just mm-hmm. like So freeing and uplifting and empowering for the viewer as well as the person who's doing it. For sure. So
0: so um Lexus is going for the audience. Lexus is gonna be um one of our um, I guess one of our drag, spiritual drags as part of the celebration um at Glide on August the 16th. We're doing a third service uh with glide and it's it's all drag all things drag and um this is going to be one of our um, spiritual drags do you want to tell us a little bit about what you are planning on doing maybe just a little taste
1: yeah absolutely um what i'm envisioning is oh i don't want to give too much away how do i tell you just enough to where they
0: where they want to come you want to make them yeah
1: You want to come, I'll Mm be, I'll be singing. I'll be singing live. I will be um, performing ritual. I will be inviting you to engage. Don't have to, you can just listen. Um, Yeah, it'll be like that,
0: (laughs) but not really. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm really excited. You showed me, you showed me a little bit or I got to listen to Mm -hmm. a little bit of your work. It's really great, guys. You're, you're going to miss out if you don't uh, get to get to come and see it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we're, we're running out right out the end of time. Was there anything else that you would like to share um, with folks tonight that maybe we didn't get a chance to talk about? Or?
1: Well, we already talked about it, but I'll just say it again, that you are worthy. You are enough. You are brilliant. You are loved. You are loved. I see you. I hear you. If you need to hear it again, hit me up. I'll tell you again, because you're worthy. That's <laughs> Right it. back at you, girl. <laughs> right yes. back at you. We'll just reflect it back and forth to one
0: another. Mm-hmm. For sure. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for, um, for being on the show tonight. And again, I'm looking forward to seeing you on Sunday. Um, and to the audience, thank you for joining us tonight. Um, I hope that yes. you had as much fun as we did. Um, and um, we do have uh, our next uh, Dragon Spirituality event interview is this sunday at 7 11 and we'll be hanging out with sister till the next time so um have a great night and we'll see you then take care Bye-bye. bye bye bye